0: Good everyone.
1: We have displayed all the small groups available for this term in the cafe area, please check them out after the service. We have 24 small groups ready for you to choose from and also we have two brand new small groups start. This term, one is for young couple, young couple, just newly married, don't have kids yet. This group is for you. Uh, it's, it's led by uh, Zara and Josh. They will have um, a weekly meeting here in the church every week. And also we have a new girls group for young adult girls in their 20s, led by Alice and uh, um, Jamie, right? And so please check them out And uh, before you leave the building after the service today. My name is Shane. I'm the pastor of this church. If you are first time here today, a huge welcome to you. It's so good to have you with us today. And today we are going to kick off a brand new sermon series. It's called In Secret. In this sermon series, we are going to um, dive into three powerful spiritual practices, pray, fast, and give. And Jesus reminds us that these practices are not for public recognition or religious performance, but they are kind of a behind-the-scenes journey of personal transformation. And today is week one. It's titled, When You Pray. And um, I'm so grateful for my kids to grow up in New Zealand and attending a Christian school here. I have two kids. Hannah is in year five. Channing is in year three. So inevitably, you know, we will have, we com- had the conversations comparing the difference between their school and mine back in China when I was a child. They will ask questions like, hey dad, do you have Harold the JF come to your school? So, if you don't know Harold the JF, it's a mobile uh, educational facility, like a big container truck, okay, visiting schools, so kids love them. Do you have Harold the JF come to your school? No, I didn't. Wow. Oh, did you have a full size football field in your school? Ah, oh, no, we didn't. Um, and do, do you have a swimming classes every week in your school? No, I didn't. Hey, enough. OK, don't make me cry. Yes, you you have so many things I didn't have, but I don't think my childhood is any less than you's, yours. OK, so I also ha- had things you don't have. Hey, okay, I had um, homework every day, but you don't. <laughs> now you want to cry, right? Um, uh, I had exams every week on every subject. But you don't. <laughs> hey, listen. My teacher had a wooden ruler. But you know what? It was never used to major anything. But you don't have it in your school. <laughs> now I feel much better. But they do have one thing I didn't have. I don't think today's Chinese children have. That's a shame. It is. Prayer. They are in a Christian school. How wonderful it is to encourage children to pray together in school. If I knew I could ask God as my heavenly father whenever I had questions and he would always answer me, man, I would have done much better in my exams. Hey, what's that? No, you cannot pray in your exams, and Jesus wouldn't recommend it either. Jesus says, actually, the, the most effective prayer is like a private conversation between you and God, heart to heart. Let, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. See what Jesus says. Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your unseen Father then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. But here's the problem. We believe in God and we believe in the power of prayer, but somehow we don't feel our prayers are all answered by God. Even when what we have asked for seems quite reasonable. That could be many reasons. Maybe that's not God's timing. Maybe our faith is not firm, or maybe we are not following the right pattern of prayer. You see, I believe most of us already order things online. When you order pizza online, you know you cannot send out the order until you complete the online order form correctly. If you miss a number on your credit card, or you tick the wrong boxes, your order will not go through or you, will, or you will end up eating the wrong pizza. So you, you have to follow a specific pattern for your order. And there is a specific pattern you need to follow. When you look at God's creation, everything, everything God created is formed with and follow a specific pattern. So our God is a God of patterns. The same principle applies to our prayers. Prayer is a form of a communication between us and God. If we want prayer work, we must follow the pattern God designed for this communication. So, what's the pattern of an effective prayer? Today, we are going to learn the pattern of this communication through Jesus' teaching. But before we dive into the scripture, let me tell you you can have a perfect pattern. Of prayer but your prayer will still not be answered if you don't have faith so today yes we are going to learn the pattern but my purpose for today's sermon is as we go into the learning um, journey of the pattern of prayer I'm going to build up your faith in prayer so when you approach God uh, as you pray to him you have more faith, you have a stronger beliefs in His will, His provision, His protection, and the transformation He's going to bring into your life. So, my hope for today's sermon is to build up your faith in prayer. Now, let's go to what Jesus said, because Jesus' disciples asked Him a very similar question Can you teach us how to pray? Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. Jesus said, Then You see, Jesus is teaching us not only the wording, what to pray, but the pattern, how we should pray. So the first thing we learn from this pattern is our connection with God. Our connection with God. Let's go to the first two lines of the uh, prayer. Our Father in heaven, it's in verses 9 to 10. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus told us to begin our prayer by recognizing our special connection with God. He is our loving Father who invites us into his presence and his kingdom. You know, one day I was watching um, Hannah and Channing playing in the living room. As I was watching them, I just felt, wow. I love them so much. Oh, I love them. I love my children. I I would love them unconditionally if they learn to listen more. I just love them. I cannot describe how much I love them at that moment. And At the same moment, I just realized, wow. Because Jesus says, our God is our Heavenly Father. So that means God loves me the same way I love my children. For me, that was too good to be true. How, 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 how can it be possible? The, the almighty, sovereign God who created everything, the universe, every living being, that he loves me the way I love my children. Wow. But you know what? I was wrong. Why? Because God loves us more, more than I love my children. Hey, because I'm just a human being with weaknesses, limitations, but God isn't. There were times when my children wanted to talk to me. I just said to them, hey, I'm busy, okay, just talk to your mom. But, but mom told us to talk to you, hmm? But God never responded to me that way. He is the perfect Father. You see, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Hallowed be your name means he is a holy, sacred, and perfect Father. If you know he is your loving Father, and he can love you in the perfect way, you got to understand He has a great plan for your life. He has a perfect will for your life. His will is to prosper you and give you hope and the future. And then the prayer says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Revelation, it describes the new heaven and the new earth like this. Revelation twenty-one verse four, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. You see, God wants us to live in the new order of things, not the old one. His will is is for the earth to reflect heaven. We should pray that what already waiting for us in heaven will begin to manifest here on earth. Because that is God's will. There's no more sickness in heaven. So God's will is to heal you from your sickness here. There's no poverty in heaven. So God's will is to bring you the financial breakthroughs. There's no more pain, no more crying, So God's will is to set you free from your past hurt. No more death, no more mourning. So your eternal life starts, begins from here on earth. So that is God's will, the loving Father's will for our life. So don't let our circumstances, feelings, or others' opinions hinder us from trusting in God's perfect will for our lives. That's why we need to enter our prayer with praise and worship. Because when I praise and worship, my focus shifts from my problem to God's kingdom. From my circumstance to God's presence. From my fear to God's power. So when we pray, we need to understand our special connection to god and all of that is to serve for one purpose strengthen this connection with our heavenly father and the second thing we need to learn from this pattern is god's provision for our needs provision for needs matthew 6:11 jesus encourage his disciples to pray this way. Give us today our daily bread. Go ask the, our Heavenly Father to, to give us our daily bread. Go, ask for it. Daily bread means the, what God has prepared for our everyday needs. Of course, it's not just a physical needs, the bread, what to eat, but also our emotional, mental, financial, and our spiritual needs. And um, last Monday, my son Channing, and he had a a swimming class in a school. But before we left home, he found his um, swimming goggles broken. So he said to me, Dad, can you buy me a new one? I need that today. So Monday is my day off. I was thinking, just keep your head above the water, right? Isn't that the reason kids to learn swimming? I said to him, hey, what's, what time, what time will, um, when will your swimming class start? He says, 11 o'clock. I said, okay, listen, I will, I will take you um, to school first, and then I will go to buy the goggles for you, and I will leave the goggles at your school office by half past 10, right? So before I dropped him off, I remind him again, hey, at half past 10, go to your school office, Ask for the goggles. I will, leave it then. I will leave it there by then. You see, I would never tell my son to ask for goggles if I didn't want to give one to him. In the same way, God would never tell us to pray for his provision if he didn't want to provide or he didn't want to give it to us. So when Jesus says, "Hey, go ask your heavenly Father for your daily bread," that means there already is something there for you to grab, for you to receive. So when you approach God for your financial breakthrough, uh, for your um, daily needs, for, or for any kind of solutions for your for the problems you are facing at the moment, don't have doubt. Don't have doubts. In the same chapter, Jesus said to his disciples, actually, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So the solutions are already there. Provision is already there before you even ask. You see, when we, when we ask God, God, please give me our daily bread, Jesus is not saying that, He's not saying that in the way, hey, you, you, you have to beg, okay? begging God, please give me something. Oh, oh, may God do something for us. No. When you say that, you just know it in your heart. Yes, Father. I know. I know you have supplied everything I need. I just need to reach out and receive it through faith. God's provision has already supplied, has already been prepared for you to receive. The next one we need to learn is prayer. The purpose of prayer is for the transformation of life. Transformation of life. Matthew 6, 12, Jesus says, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. The version I always praise uh, forgive us our sins, forgive my sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So you see, forgiveness is a two-way street. It must be given and received. So here in this prayer, Jesus emphasized that hey, we as we are forgiven by God, okay, we must also forgive. Others. I mean, that's hard, right? When we make mistakes, we want God or others to forgive us. But when someone uh, does something wrong to me, it's hard to forgive. It's very hard to forgive. So why does God want us to extend his forgiveness to others? Why, just, why not just forgive me, you know? The Bible tells us that we will made in the image of God. You see, even in a broken world, God's purpose is still to transform us into what we were created to be. So our ultimate example is Jesus Christ. And being a Christian means becoming more like Jesus. Being a Christian means becoming more like Jesus. When we look at Jesus, what do we see? We see a forgiver we see a forgiver. Forgiveness is not just a part of Jesus' character. It is the main reason he came. And what he has been doing ever since. So a Christian's life without forgiveness is like um, Disneyland without Mickey Mouse. Or McDonald's without burgers. Because that's the main reason God became a human being, come to us to forgive. So certainly forgiveness is a hard journey, it takes time to persist, but here is the good news for all of us. If God, if that's God's will for us to forgive, if that's the lovely a loving, perfect Father's will for me to forgive, that means he never expected me to complete this transformation by myself. God will help us. 2 Corinthians five eleven, the Apostle Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So remember, God loves you too much to leave you stuck in the old way of life. He wants to transform you into the new way of life. So when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, this transformation will begin, will be happening. Because God desires to transform our life from old to new, from brokenness to fullness, from a victim of sin, to a children of God. So you see, prayer is to change us, is to transform us. But sometimes we try so hard, try to change God through our prayer, change God's plan, change God's mind. Hey God, please, just follow my plan. Okay, I really want this to happen. But you see, the purpose of prayer is for the transformation of our life, to transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ the last one for you today is remember in prayer we seek protection from evil God's protection from evil Matthew 6 verse 13 he says lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil one Jesus encourages seeking God's protection through prayer to guard against the influence of evil. When we face choices, always, you know, many voices in our head. One voice is from God. And that guides us towards the right direction, make the right choice. And one more voice is from us, right? It's really, it really depends on our feelings. If I like it, if I feel like it, I'm going to do it. If I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do it. And there is one from the devil, the evil one, Satan. So his voice always leads us astray from God's path. When we look at what happened to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they, they ignore God's voice, and they, they chose to listen to the evil one, and they made the wrong choice. Now today, I'm going to introduce you another character by illustrating the same struggle we all face in life. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Tom. That's something I had, but my kids don't have today. Okay, we have Tom and Jerry, and they have um, Peppa Pig's. You know, they're so different, because Peppa Pig's offers kids a perfect family life in the imaginary world. But Tom and Jerry Jerry teaches me what life is about in the real world. (laughs) There are always consequences, okay, always consequences. If you do bad things to others, you will end up badly like Tom. And evil does exist, okay? Evil does exist. It will talk to you. So you better learn how to make the right choice, listen to the right voice. Unfortunately, you see, every time, every time when the, when, when the angel and, and the devil both appear on Tom's shoulders, Tom always, always choose the evil one, always listen to the evil one. Well, actually, we all hope he do so because that's fun to watch. But here's the thing. The evil one is always the dominant one in Tom's life. We always wonder, how can I hear God, right? How can I hear God? Actually, God speaks to us all the time, but his voice might not be the dominant one in your lives. That's why we need to spend quiet time. That's why we need to intentionally spend time with God in secret. Let's get back to the first verse we shared with uh, today. Um, Matthew 6, verse 6. When you pray, go into your room. Close the door. Pray to your unseen Father. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward We need to stay away from all distractions, turn down the volume of the world, and intentionally create a quiet time with God. Pay attention to His voice and His Word because most of the times God speaks to me through His Scripture. As we become familiar with His voice and, and allow it to grow louder eventually becoming the dominant voice in our lives. It will protect us from the temptation of the evil one. So prioritize your prayer time with God. Prioritize your prayer time with God. Because the the pattern of prayer will benefit your life when prayer becomes a pattern of your life. we will kick off um, uh, the new season of 21's, 21 days of prayer for this year. Please download the booklet from our website and form this pattern. Form this pattern of life in prayer. Communicate with God. Talk to God. And get familiar with his voice. Uh, worship team, please come up. As I wrap up today's sermon, let's revisit the four essentials we learned from the pattern of prayer today. Connection with God, provision for needs, transformation of life, and protection from evil. When we go into our prayer room, When we spend time with God. Before we pray, we need to understand who we pray to. We need to recognize the special connection we have with God. He is our loving Father. And He has a perfect will, great plan for your life. And we know everything we need in life. He's already provided. So don't doubt. Okay, don't doubt reach out and take it through faith. Because when he says, pray to God, ask for your daily bread, that means your daily bread is already ready for you. And then you're going to realize, hey, our prayer life is not just ask God, you know, to take our shopping list. No, it's about transformation. So, we're going to understand we need to receive the transformation. We need to open ourselves for God to transform us through our prayer. And then we need to know evil, the evil one, always wants to steal and destroy what we have received from God the blessings, the transformations. The evil one wants us to get back to the old way of life. So we need to get familiar with God's voice. We need to get familiar with his word, how he speaks. And then when temptation comes, we know, hey, it's not God's will. We know God's voice now is the dominant one in our life. So when we look at those four essentials, let me ask you this question. Which one of those is the weak link in your prayer life? Work on it. Strengthen it. Because that is the pattern of an effective prayer. When Jesus says, this is how you should pray. As we embrace this pattern of prayer with unwavering faith, our Heavenly Father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward us. Or maybe you do know Jesus. You never followed him. Maybe you are Christian, but somehow you feel now you are far from God. But today you feel like, God, I really want to get back to this connection with you. And I want to receive the provision from you. And I'm looking forward to the transformation to come. And God, I need your protection. Today, God is offering you an opportunity. All you need to do now is to open your heart to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that, that we all have sinned and have fallen short of God's glory. We're all fall short of God's standard. Our sin separated us from God. But by God's grace, he sent Jesus Christ to the world, died for us on the cross. As Jesus died, he took on himself all the penalty for our sin. So that's how we receive the forgiveness from God. And then Jesus extended God's grace to every one of us here today. A forgiveness for your past. A new life for you now. A hope for your future. An eternal life with God in heaven. So if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To have the connection, provision, transformation and protection from God. I'm going to invite you to pray a very simple prayer. All you need to do is pray in your heart by following me. I will pray out loud so that you can hear. By praying this prayer, you will receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And you will start a new way of life here now. Are you ready? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for Jesus coming to the world. Die for me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know I'm forgiven by God because of you. Please come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I choose from today to turn away from the old life and turn to you. Please reveal your plan to my life. Reveal your purpose for me. I will be following you and living for you From now on, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. Your life will never be the same again. I'm going to encourage you to take one more step of faith. If you just prayed that prayer, I'm going to count from one to three. As I get to three, can you please raise your hand so that I can see you? I'm not doing this to call you out. I'm doing this just to acknowledge your hand. And then you can put it down. After that, I will lead the congregation to pray a blessing over your life. Are you ready? It's your moment to have this special connection with God, to receive his provision, to totally transform your life and protect it by him. So if you are ready, I'm going to count one, two, three. If you prayed that prayer, can you please raise your hand so that I can see you? I see you. Thank you so much. You can put it down. Thank you so much. I see you as well. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Thank you. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for those two ladies, my Lord. We know you touched their hearts today. Lord, from now on, you will continue to guide them, direct them, and keep them close to you. Please surround them with people who have faith in you so that we can walk this journey together to support one another. Thank you, Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.